0: Following is a message from Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information, visit LivingWatersmn.org. So our theme that we're in is on being rooted, and today I want to talk a little bit about where we're planted. And I'm sure you're all thinking, isn't that what we've been talking about for the last three weeks? And it is to some degree, but there's some particulars that I want to get into today. Um, We've been using the verse in John chapter 15 kind of as a springboard, partially because uh, Pastor Dave had preached when we talked about what time is it, and he said it's time to walk in the Spirit and, and he talked about this, the walk of the Spirit is about abiding in Christ. The walk of the Spirit is about staying, remaining continually uh, in the Spirit, in Christ. And he used this verse, John 15, 5, I am the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. As the Father loved me, this is now to verse 9, as the Father loved me, I have also loved you, so remain in my love. So we've talked about the fact that we need to bear the fruit that God intends for us to bear, that, the, that really his intention for us, his desire for us, is that we would bear fruit, good fruit, lots of fruit, fruit that remains. And that the way to do that is for us to be abiding in him, taking everything good from him so that that fruit can be produced in our lives. Last week we talked about remaining in his love, that that's really a key component to that, is that we would remain in his love, that we would be rooted in his love so that the fruit that's produced is not only produced because of his love, it's sustained because of his love, and our lives would be motivated by his love. So if you missed that word last week, I'd encourage you to to, um, seek that out because it really helps us to recognize that everything in the Christian life comes from being connected to his love and not his love like me loving others, which is, again, that's a fruit But to be connected to his love, as in, I know how amazing his love is for me, his unconditional love being poured into my life, and um, that we would stay rooted in that. Um, So we know that healthy trees grow healthy fruit, and thriving, growing, maturing trees need to be planted in good soil. Um, in fact, like if you if you look at any kind of um, horticulture, there's a lot that has to do with the fruit, the taste of the fruit. Um, you know, with vineyards and orchards and coffee plantations and all of that, the taste of it really has more to do with the soil that it's in than anything else. Because there's certain things in that soil, the health of it is determined by that soil, and so. One of the, the goals that we have in this time is to really look at what is the soil that I'm planting my life in. And I want to look at kind of three different components of the soil that we need to make sure that we have. <clears throat> my grandpa used to garden and um, there was, he was always messing with the soil. He was always messing with the pH, and that some of you are, are, have no clue, and some of you are like, yeah, I know all about that, and Renee, you have no clue. But, um, but he was always putting different things into the soil, like, um, what is it, bone meal, and you know, he'd, he'd put peat in, he'd do different things to create the right soil for what he wants to see grow, to grow well, because it mattered. You know, it's interesting, we talked about trials and tests in our lives. Do you know that some of the things that he put in the soil for good things to grow was actually gross, nasty things? That's what manure is, right? And, and we could, I don't have a biblical connection to this, but I can tell you that the Bible says that trials produce something in our lives. And I believe that part of that is, is because all of the dead, nasty stuff, he used to put fish guts in there, he used to put all kinds of things, because it added nutrients to the soil. So there are things in your life that are stinky and gross, but the, when it gets tilled into the soil of our life, it actually produces growth in us. So um, like I said, I don't have a reference for that, but, but I do know that it's true, and I know that just having it all sitting out there in a pile and complaining about it doesn't actually do anything for our soil, that it kind of needs to get worked in. And so I don't, this is not in my notes, there's a reason for that, but, but I would encourage you, if you have been looking at a pile of yucky, gross, dead, stinking stuff, that you ask the Lord, how do you want me to process this? and work it into the soil so that it can produce growth in my life. The end of that point. So, there are different components to the soil besides manure. Um, and the the three parts that I want to talk about today are not the only parts, but I feel like they're kind of the most important parts. So the parts that the Lord's really been highlighting to me, some of it we've already talked some about, so I'm not going to focus as much on it. But um, those three parts, Parts are the presence of God, the word of God, and the community of God. That these are components to the soil that produce fruit in our lives. That, that really soil becomes the delivery system for the nutrients and the oxygen and everything that a plant needs to, to bear fruit. And these are things that become the delivery system in our lives to bear fruit. And the first one, of course, is the presence of God. We've been talking about that really from the beginning of this, that we need to be rooted in the very person of God, that we need to be connected to the person of God, not to his concepts, not just to to the the, um, behaviors of the Christian life, but to the very person of who he is, that we need to be found in his presence, we need to be abiding in who he is. Last week we talked kind of specifically about the part of his presence that, that is love, which is kind of like all of it, really. I mean, you can't really separate God from love. But, but the key to that of, of when, I'm, when I'm rooted in his presence, it becomes this delivery system for love in my life that produces fruit, that becomes the motivation for the things that I do. And so this component in, in the soil that you're planted in, if you consider what you're planted in right now, do I have that component in my soil of really being able to connect to the presence of God? The reality is obviously his presence is there. Am I rooted in that? Am I, am I pressing into that? Am I leaning into that? In Psalm ninety two thirteen, 13, uh, and also verse 14, it says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. How many of you want to be fresh and flourishing in your old age? A whole bunch of you are. Like sometimes I have a hard time keeping up with your fresh and flourishingness. Some of you, more mature members. Um, but, but when we're talking about those who are planted in the house of the Lord, immediately our mind goes to church, like the, the church. And that's really not what David's talking about there. What David's talking about it when he referred to the house of the Lord was the presence of God. The house of the Lord is where God lives. At that time, the, the spirit of God, the presence of God, didn't live inside all believers. It actually had an address. It had a place where people could go and, and encounter the presence of God, but not, not very openly. But David knew this when he wrote that, that the house of the Lord meant his presence, that in his presence, if I plant myself in the presence of the Lord, that I will flourish, that I'll bear fruit even into my old age, that I'll continually be fresh and flourishing. In Psalm 26.8, he says, Lord, I love the house where you live, the place where your glory dwells. It's just his presence. What's amazing for us is we have access to this in a way that David probably didn't have access to it. He could visit it. He could find those places. Actually, David, David was a man kind of outside of his time in that, that he could connect to this presence of God in a way that nobody else was really connecting to. It was like, like a, um, he was ahead of his time, really, that, that he could know the presence of God in the way that he did. But this is the way we all get to know the presence of God, that we can dwell, which means to continually remain in the presence of God. And this is an important key to, to our soil, that we would plant ourselves in that dwelling place, and what he's saying is that those who have a value for, who love the presence of God, who are passionate about the presence of God, they, that, that know how to plant their life in that place, they will be bearing fruit. They'll be maturing and growing and bearing fruit. So that's what we want to do. That's why we value the presence of God here. That's why we value these times we spend in worship and giving the Lord time to just minister out of his presence. That's why we value and and we we say, you know, find find that place of connection with God on a daily basis. Are you connecting? We can actually dwell in that place. Like, like I don't have to go through five different steps to get into the presence of God. It can become this place where I just can live continually. Where I can I can turn around and oh he's there. (laughs) Weird. Like I can I can just speak to him and 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 know that he's there. So we have a value for that. We want to give space for that, not not to create like, oh please come and be here, but to raise our awareness of his presence. Yeah. That's what's happening on a Sunday morning in worship. It's not like, you know, we each church has an appointment of when God's going to show up and You know, like his presence is here. And what's happening during worship is we're becoming more and more aware of his presence. We're we're dwelling in it. We're rooting ourselves in it. And that's what what we want to live from that place. So we have the opportunity to press into this. And again, one of the the things that we're talking about as it relates to bearing fruit is not are we fully complete in it, but are we growing in it? So as we talk about these different components that we want to have in the soil, um, you can be asking yourself, how do I want to grow in connecting to that? How do I want to grow in connecting to the presence of God, in abiding in the presence of God? For me, I have to... Be more quiet. That's how I can grow in connecting to the presence of God. I've had to set aside some time where I don't talk and where I I get quiet on the inside. My mind is very, very busy, and I've had to come into a discipline of, I really just want all of my awareness for this moment to be the presence of God. And so it's taking that time, setting it aside, and being intentional about it, that I'm going to get into his presence. I have, um, sometimes I joke and I say, I'm paid to be a Christian, but um, I have many opportunities to be in the presence of God because we have prayer during the week, we pray in our staff meetings, we, you know, there's, we're leading different meetings throughout the week where I have opportunities to be in the presence of God, but there's something about those times when, it's, when I can just press in in the midst of daily life. Because that's what it's really about for most of us. It's finding those places in the midst of what we're already doing to, to press into his presence. I want to draw from his presence as much when I'm parenting as I am when I'm preaching. I want to draw from his presence as much when I'm trying to create relationship with my neighbor, as, as I am when I'm running a small group at church. And so we want to be abiding in his presence in everything that we're doing. The other uh, Another piece of the, the soil is being rooted in the Word of God, and <clears throat> that it would be a foundation for us, that it would be something that holds us fast uh, in, and that we can draw nutrients from. And I'm mostly I'm talking about this, the Bible, the written word of God. But I think there's an aspect that where you can't really separate that from the word of God for me in the moment. That's part of being rooted in his presence. It's part of knowing that when I'm in this word, the spirit is pouring off of it. And there's revelation that comes from the Lord, that, that there's, there's a marriage of that. But I think it's also important to, to recognize that we need to be rooted in this word, in, in his written word that he's given us, that there's an aspect that, that where people are, are feeling um, unstable in their faith, part of it is because they're wrestling out this word. And they're, they're, they're either deciding, yes, I'm going to be more rooted in that, or I've decided I'm not going to be rooted in that. And so we want to really press into that. In Psalm chapter 1, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seats of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So when it's talking about the law of the Lord there, it's talking about really the only scriptures they had at that time was the Torah, the, the, um, the written word. But I think it's also talking about the instructions of the Lord. That word, that Hebrew word is the instructions, the teachings of. And I believe that this is a foundation for that, but he's continually instructing us isn't he he's continually speaking to us and it's saying those who love that who delight in that who delight in what the lord has instructed us we see in second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 all scripture is inspired by god and is profitable for teaching for rebuking for correcting for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be complete, equipped in every good work. So there's something in his word, in the scripture, that, that uh, is a delivery system for the nutrients we need to bear good fruit. That's, it's, a, it's an important part of our uh, being rooted. And a big reason for that is because it reveals the character and the nature of God. If we look at our connection to the word being only to tell us what we should and shouldn't do, that's not what that's talking about. It says those that delight in the way of the Lord, the instruction, the character, the nature of the Lord, the way that he works, the way that he thinks, what his heart is. And so when we're reading the word, when we're being rooted in the word, it's not so that we can make really good arguments about this theological issue or that theological issue, it's so that we can know his character, so that we can know his nature, because we're meant to be made even more like him. He's he's forming us and he's fashioning us to be more like him. So again, the question isn't, are you reading the word two hours a day and studying it with concordances and whatever? The question is, are you growing in your love for the Word? Are you growing in your ability to go to the Word for answers when things do become unstable? Are you growing in that, in your devotion to His Word, in your willingness to be instructed by Him, both through this and through Him speaking to you? So we have those two components, the presence of God, the Word of God, I think I think in the uh, future months here we will have a time when we really delve deeper into the Word of God and how we how we incorporate that into our lives and and how we can um, go after that. But I think for today I just want us to be thinking about: Am I growing in that? Am I growing in how? Do I have a desire to know His Word and to to deepen in that? Okay, so. The presence of the Lord, the word of the Lord. Today what I want to talk the most about is the community of God or the family of God. That we are meant, part of the soil of our life that bears fruit for us is the community of God or the family of God. However you want to, biblically speaking, he often referred to it as the family of God. So just like soil delivers to a tree air and nutrients and oxygen, that it needs, the community of God delivers some of those things that are needed to us. And so again, we want to look at are we being intentional in having that soil in our lives? Or, or what soil are we planting ourselves in? Because the, the reality is we probably all have some kind of community around us in some way. But we want to be intentional about what that looks like. I made a very vague reference in my notes, so give me a second while I find what I'm actually looking for. Just connect to the presence of God right now. Okay, Uh, I wrote Ephesians. I'm hoping this is where I was headed. Uh, Ephesians 4. It says, let's start with 4.11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ until we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So this is just speaking to the reality that we are meant to be continually growing in our representation of the nature of Christ. We're meant to be continually growing in that. It's talking about the fact that, that basically that God had given the church that task, to see believers growing and maturing into the full nature of Christ. Okay? Um, That we should no longer be children, this is verse 14, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love that we may grow up in all things into him, who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body is joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causing growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. That was a long scripture. But what I I guess what I want to talk about is the fact that really the job of the gathering of believers is growth, is to see people growing so that as they're growing, they're producing fruit, that they're, they are going about the works of the ministry. They're doing the call that God has called us to as believers, that we would make disciples, that we would produce fruit and reproduce fruit in the lives of other believers. And what is a key piece of here is recognizing. That yes, he gives leaders, but the job of the leaders really is to see the body equipped for that every joint would supply what is needed to the community of faith. That, that we want to see each person connected to, to one of the main delivery systems that God says we need to grow, and that's one another. That's being in community with one another and that we would be intentional about planting ourselves in that. When he's talking to um, to believers in Colossians, let's look at Colossians 2. Again, he's talking about growth and... Um, nope. All... Oh, let's... Okay, good. Hang on. Colossians 2... Verse 6, it says, As you, therefore, have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. When he's talking there, he's not talking, we can read that verse very individualistically, but he's not talking to an individual. He's talking to a group of people who are in community together. And these words for you are you all, yourselves, talking to, to a group of people saying, be rooted and built up together. Earlier on, he's talking about that they would be knit together in love, attaining to all the riches of the fullness, or the full assurance of the understanding and knowledge of the mystery, that, that there is something about being knitted together that releases what we need to come to the fullness of Christ to come into the, the fullness of the riches that he has. So in, in our culture, it's really easy for us to take just about any verse out of the Bible and make it very individual, very much just about us, very much about it's, it's about me. I, in one place it says you are God's field, you are God's building, but we kind of view ourselves like potted plants. No, we're a field, We're planted together. You are God's building, stone set in next to one another. And so I just want to encourage us that we would be willing to go deeper, yes, into his presence first and foremost, that we would look for opportunities to connect and to abide in his presence, and yes, into his word, but that we would also be willing to go deeper in this area of community, of being family, with one another, whatever that looks like. It may not even be with, with these people, but that you would have community of faith that you are, you're planting yourself in. One of the... Um, oftentimes what can be very dangerous for a plant is to be constantly transplanted and not really be able to ever establish roots. And there are seasons and times where people, um, the Lord may call them to that for a particular purpose, but there is this place where we need to have roots in community with people who know us, where we're working out the things of life together, where we're um, processing the things that the Lord's speaking to us, and, and that we can know others and be known by them. And so I want to encourage us to look for ways to do that intentionally. Anything that we organize here at the church, our whole goal in that is that it would create something organic. The goal in organizing uh, small groups or organizing a class our desire is that it would actually create organic relationship where you would then be intentional about finding community. That, that we want all of the gardening in the kingdom is organic. I just want to say that. And so it's this kind of fine line of looking at how can we help people connect and create kind of an, an organized a way to do that and yet our goal is that that would create something organic where you would connect with people. That's why we don't go, if you live here, you have to go to this group. And if you live here, you have to go to this group. And if you're this age, you have to go to this group. And we, that's why we don't do that. But we do want to create opportunities for you to connect, ask you to be intentional about that, but there's always this desire that it would create a connection with one another that just comes from that because it's what the Lord's establishing, not because what we're establishing. Um, so I say all that to say, do look for those opportunities that we offer here to, that are organized to be in community. Any, any of the classes that are offered, any of the small groups, we have a couple of new small groups that are, are meeting um, or, or starting a small group. If you want to start one, you want to open it up, um, that's something we can talk about and, and see if that's something that would work, but we want to be intentional about it uh, because community requires intentionality, especially in this culture this is isn't this a weird time of like the most disconnected connection ever like like we're connected to a lot of things, but it actually makes it difficult to really be rooted in community because we do have so many different options and so many different places that we can can receive a word. One of the things that we've talked about as pastors in the city is the reality, and none of us feel bad about this. This isn't a support group. The reality that all of you can go online and probably hear better preaching than you hear in any of our churches. I mean, some weeks it's not true, but... But you know, all the, the other pastors in the community, we were talking about that, but what we were saying is, but what they can't get is community. Amen. What they can't get by that experience is this aspect of the soil of community, where they're connected, and, and we're going after some things together, and, and we do life together, and, um, and we have some common vision and common goal that we're pursuing. But it does require intentionality. I think it's interesting even if you look at all the writings of Paul, Paul who did not have cell phones or email or any of those things, he if you look at these different people that he's greeting. Have you ever lots of us skip past that, like, yeah, yeah, okay, Paul is apostle, yeah, we know, okay, and greet so-and-so, and but we want to get to the meat of it. But if you look at it, there's about there's a little over a hundred people that he greets in these different, he's connected to these people in, in relationship, in community. These are people that know him and, and work alongside him and he has an affection for them, he has a heart for them. I think 100 is a lot to really do life with. But, but that you would have those people that, that you are intentional about experiencing community in. We, we also sometimes can get into this, this um, consumer mentality that goes, okay, but I want somebody to do this for me. And community is one of those areas that we sometimes can feel that way. So to me, it's like uh, the gym, going to the gym, right? So I pay a certain amount of money each month. I don't right now because I wasn't using it, so I canceled, but when I was... I pay a certain amount of money each month and then the desire is that someone will kind of like set up all the equipment for me and then I'll go to classes because I really don't want to think about what I have to do to become strong or to become more healthy. I just want someone else to tell me what I need to do to become more healthy. And then also part of what I'm paying them for is to put other people in the room with me so that I have the motivation that I need to do the thing, right? And it's it's a kind of consumer-driven aspect that we can have in our lives, but that's not like that's not church. Church isn't like that. We don't, we're not really personal trainers. And and we we don't have the the best plan for you know what you need to do. And we're not, you know, putting everybody together for that's that's something that we need to be intentional about individually. So I just want to encourage us in that that as we look at the year ahead, which we're already almost two months, two full months into, that you would consider, how will I be intentional about community? How will I be intentional? Will I step into some of the organized opportunities, and then am I willing to press into the, the organic nature of trying to come into community with people, recognizing that that is going to look different for different people? That is going to look different. There's permission for that. But overall, we all need to be intentional in that. And so, as we close, I want us to be intentional about these different areas of um, making sure we have these components of soil in our life. I think that We can, again, sometimes be so set on perfection or it has to be a certain way or if I'm going to read my Bible, I have to read it for an hour. Let's just be focused on what it looks like to grow in those areas, what it looks like to grow in our awareness and our pressing into the presence of God, what it looks like to grow in our being grounded in the Word and finding delight in that, and then what it looks like to grow in pressing into the soil of community. Can we do that? So let's pray. Lord, we thank you that these three soils, components of soil that we talked about today, that one of the things that these become for us is a conduit for your goodness. And so, Lord, we thank you that your goodness is limitless in our lives We ask that you would help us to connect to it, to abide in it, to remain in it, in these areas, that you would give us even creative ideas for our own lives and and our own rhythms of how we can press into your presence, how we can abide in you and and remain in your love, how we can press into and delight in your word and, and make that something that is a solid part of of how we connect with you. And Lord, we ask that you would give us each wisdom and knowing how you want to have us press into community. Even to be thinking about who have you assigned us to? Who who are those that you have um, put on our heart to connect to because we have something for them as well? We thank you, Lord, that you call us to these things, that you you. You've told us the way for fruit to grow in our lives, for growth to happen, and that you also provide that for us. So we just ask for each one that you would provide that soil around them and that we would be intentional to plant ourselves in those areas. We thank you, Lord, for the fruitfulness of these people, of their families that they would bear fruit in every area of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To learn more about us, please visit livingwatersmn.org.